Okay, this is our second part of our current event and Bible study for July 15th, 2007. And in this part, we're going to talk about the title Reverend. I'm going to devote a whole little teaching to this. This isn't going to take real long, but I think it's something necessary because so so much of the time you see people that have this title. You see women that have this title. You see gay clergy that have this title. You see a lot of people that, that take on this title reverend, and evidently it makes them feel real religious and good about themselves, and you know they feel real holy and like they're doing God's work. But that title doesn't really, we're going to find out here, is really an abomination for a man to take that title on. And this is a title that belongs to the Lord. And we're going to look at that. Now, I received this, this email from uh, Pastor Slattery. And I'm just going to kind of read the text of this email and comment as we go along. It says, I received a letter, and this is from Pastor Slattery, without an email contact today about this sermon. I think he did a sermon on this particular subject on about the, the word reverend. The individual raises a point that I was not a, that was not addressed in the sermon. Here it is in the email. I'm assuming he must be a reverendite. <laughs> in other words, somebody that, that you know believes that this reverend title is actually biblical. He says, I might be wrong. He also seems to need to alter the KJV in order to prove a point. Anyway, here's the email. This is from a guy named Harry. And then he goes on to say to the pastor, Hey, not all titles are wrong. Your own title, pastor, is from the Bible. How did you get to be a pastor? It is an English word translated from the Hebrew word meaning shepherd. Hence, Psalm 23, verse 1, it is rendered, The Lord is my shepherd. Or my pastor. No, it's shepherd. Okay? I I don't try to change the words of God, but evidently, he's, he's saying that, you know, it's the same thing. So, if you are a pastor, and that is one of the Lord's names, why are you against men being called reverend? You are in the same boat as them, my friend. So in other words, we have this, you know, condescending letter being sent to him, all in order to justify this position of being called reverend. And we're going to see the title of reverend and pastor are two totally different things. I mean, two totally different things. Here is Pastor Slattery's response. Thank you for your mocking concern. Here's a brief study on the difference. Titles are not the problem. The problem is usurping a title that God said was His, and His only. Now, as for pastor, God Himself declared it was not only okay, but that He used the term for His under-shepherds, the under-shepherds. There's no such term as under-reverend. Jeremiah 17.16 says, As for me, I have not hastened being a pastor to follow thee, neither have I desired the woeful day. That knowest that which came out of my lips was right before thee. In fact, the Lord God declares that he would even more send, send more pastors and even gives their function. Jeremiah 3.15 says, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now who was it that was going to send the pastors? Jeremiah 17.16 says, As for me, I have not hastened from being a pastor to follow thee, neither have I desired the woeful day. Thou knowest that which came out of my lips was right before thee. In fact, the Lord declares that he would even send send more pastors and even gives their function. Jeremiah 3.15 says, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall 
which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Ephesians 4.10 He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. Ephesians 4.11 And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Now Jesus is the good shepherd. John 10, 14, 11 through 14, 11 plus 14. The great shepherd in Hebrews 13, 20. The, only, the one shepherd, John 10, 16. But he is the only shepherd. But No, but is he the only shepherd? Or has he designated shepherds under his authority? Now what, what does a pastor do? He cares for the flock. He feeds the flock with knowledge and understanding for the perfecting of the saints. He wards off wolves who would pretend to be sheep or imitators of false shepherds. He would warn the flock and also fight the wolves in sheep's clothing. Now these are all terms that come directly from the Bible. Okay, so so yes, a, a pastor does operate in that capacity as under shepherd. He isn't the only one and true shepherd. Where it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I'm not going to call myself that shepherd, because that is the one and true shepherd. But I'm talking about as an under-shepherd, where the Lord is over us, Christ is the head, we are the body, and having pastors that are head of, of each particular church. But see, Christ is always over them. He is their head. Acts 20, 28 says, Take heed therefore unto yourselves, into all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. So we're, you know, to feed the church of God and to the flock. So there, there are a lot of references to the flock which is what a shepherd would be over. Which is also the capacity of the pastor. Acts 20, 29 says, For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing what? The flock. Ephesians 4.11 And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Ephesians 4.12 For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Unlike the reference to a man giving himself the title reverend, Whereas in Psalm 111 verse 9, it says, He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. Is your pastor's name holy? Is his name reverend? The word reverend is the word most translated for fear, afraid, or terrible. The term is literally used hundreds of times in the Old Testament in reference to a God and his people that they are told to fear the Lord. It is also used in reference to men simply being afraid. Are God's people to be afraid of their shepherd or shepherds? No, not, not you're supposed to fear God. The, the Bible says the fear of man bringeth a snare. But see, the fear of God is the beginning of understanding, the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of knowledge. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him. There's so many blessings connected with the fear of God. So why would the under-shepherd take upon himself the title of fear afraid or terrible as a self-appointed title when dealing with the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made him overseer? The answer is simple. He would not. Unless done so in complete ignorance in the traditions of men. The Bible says, for the traditions of men have made the word of God of none effect. This is exactly what we're dealing with here. Or, 
either he was completely ignorant because he'd obey the traditions of men and not of God, or he was just plain a usurper. Yet it is used in reference to pastors, yet it is not used in reference to pastors. In other words, uh, I believe the word reverend. The sheep are not said to be afraid of their pastors, and the pastor may put them in fear of the Lord, yet fear of the flocks of the pastors placed over them by God is simply contrary to Scripture. Are there examples of men seeking to be feared in capacity of a, in the capacity of a church leader? Well, in 3 John 1.9 it says, I wrote unto the church, but Diotrephes, who, loved not to, who, who loveth to have the preeminence among them, receiveth us not. What does that mean? He loveth to have the preeminence. He loves to have that preeminent position. He would be the, the type of guy that would like to take that, that title of reverend on himself. Fear me. I am God's spokesman for the world. He is my, I am his mouthpiece. There's a lot of people that think that. They think that God speaks through them directly, even though much of what they say is totally contrary to Scripture. And this is how a lot of cults get started. Because they go and they want to have the preeminence. They don't want to humble themselves. 3 John 1.10 says, Wherefore, if I come, and this is in regard to this diatrophies, I will remember his deeds which he doeth, prating against us with malicious words, and not content therewith, neither doth he himself receive the brethren, and forbid them that would, and he casteth them out of the church. So this guy's throwing people out of the church, he's basically sending himself up in the capacity of reverend. And then the next verse reads, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. And again, on the other hand, in Matthew 20, 25, But Jesus called unto, the, unto him and said, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they, are, and they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall be not so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Now, I'll, I'll also add to them, that you know, he that's greatest in the kingdom of heaven... You know, the great, the, the the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. These types of things. He that is greatest among you will come before me as a as a little child comes before you. So these are things that we should try to emulate. That we shouldn't want to be first and have the preeminence and, and, and have these titles and all these other things. Because what that does is it totally breeds pride in a, in a person, and that pride will totally blind you. And the title reverend is basically a title of pride. You're not reverend. For we are all together as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we all do all together fade as doth a leaf. That's what the Bible says. For all of sin and come short of the glory of God. And for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. These are things that, that we always need to humble ourselves before the Lord. If you would humble yourselves before the Lord on a daily basis and pray for the fear of the Lord in your life, it would take care of so many other sin issues that you may be battling. Just try it. Look at all the connections and all the blessings with fear of the Lord and the Lord's protection connected with fear of the Lord. The Bible says to this, to this man while I look, to him that is of a contrite and of a humble spirit and that trembleth at my word. Well, that's the person that God said He would look to. Do you want Him looking to you in the time of trouble that's ahead? 
Well, then don't let pride well up. Don't take on these fancy titles and all these other things that are totally unbiblical. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. He that is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. You, you think a man might be trying to be highly esteemed among men when he takes on the title of reverend? It's, it's just, you know, it's an abomination in the Lord's sight when we do these things. So, that's all we're going to have for today. I'm going to go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time that you've given us. I praise you, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that your word would go forth today, wherever it's being preached worldwide, with power and dominion and majesty, that many, Lord God, would be converted, that many would be saved. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for it's your will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance. That your fear would be upon the sin-sick world, Lord God. That you would purify and sanctify the body of Christ, Lord God. That we would do according to your will. That the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. That you would cleanse us of presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. As we, Lord God, confess our sins before Thee, I pray, God, that You would forgive us for any sins that we have committed, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord God, that You bring us back in the next appointed time. We thank You, Lord God, for all Your goodness and mercy. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.